Alrighty, guys. Uh, I mentioned this in the last episode, pretty sure, of uh, NCW. I think it was episode... I want to say episode 10. Um, yeah, because 9 would have been 0 hour, so... First pay-per-view. Anyway, so, yeah, that past episode, I mentioned how it's pretty much just going to be a wrestling podcast from this point on. I got rid of the, or I'm going to be getting rid of the uh, comics section. Because um, pretty much I was just kidding myself. Um, this basically already is a wrestling podcast, just with a little extra added in to make it a little bit different. But, you know, uh, like I said earlier, I'm not really trying to kid anybody, so, um, yeah, it's just gonna be the wrestling section, uh, it's it, like I did with the comic section, uh, there will be a wrestling fun fact at the end of each segment, so, I guess tune in for that, I guess, like, at the end. Find out what it is. Um, Alright, I guess we'll uh, get right into things then. Alrighty, so... Let's get straight into it. Got Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Uh, I'm not going to be covering NXT UK just yet. Um, Mainly because I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. So... Um, just expect that to become a regular part. Like, I'll probably add it into the loop. Um, and every once in a while, uh, I'll talk about 205 Live. Uh, if I think there's something noticeable on there, like, great match or, um, like a title match, something like that, then I'll mention 205 Live. But it'll just be kind of like in and out. Uh, don't expect it to be weekly. Okay, now we got all that stuff out of the way. Let's get ready right to Raw. Um, this was not episode. Um, so we have the friction between Ambrose and Rollins. Uh, really starting to show now. Um, Ambrose at one point in the show tried to hit Dirty Deeds. Rollins got out of it. Uh, and then there's a showdown between the two. Reigns came out. And then, of course, Corbin came out. He said, you know what? You're going to be competing against Strowman, Ziggler, McIntyre. Yet again, six-man tag match, which I will be talking about a little bit later. Um, they're just really dragging this out. Uh, you know, I'm fine with them doing the storylines that they're doing. But change up the matches, for crying out loud. I mean, they have done the same match three shows in a row. In, like, the Raw main event. Just been a regular six-man tag match. I mean, they haven't been bad matches. At least the one Super Showdown was okay. Past two on Raw have been fairly good. Because uh, they've been adding a little bit more storytelling, which... Definitely add something to those matches. Um, but anyway, uh, Rollins and McIntyre fought, I think, the first match on the show. 
pretty sure. <laughs> and um, Rollins won by a count out. He just barely got back in the ring after Ambrose Ziggler came out, interfered in the match. So, uh, Rollins won. I'm fine with Rollins winning. Uh, it was a World Cup, World Cup uh, qualifier match. So, okay, you know, Rollins very talented in the ring. I can see why they want to have him in the tournament. Um, I do have a problem with the main thing. I have one main problem with this. Uh, with Rollins being the uh, Intercontinental Champion, that title's probably not going to be defended on the show again. Like, on a major show, yet again. Unless the title changes on Raw to, say, Lashley or somebody like that. Somebody that's trying to build up. Maybe Elias. Uh, actually, I think it's going to be a heel. You know, because I'm sure they're going to have... It, it's going to be on Raw. So, it's probably going to be face heel. So, yeah, Lashley, Elias, too options um they could do Strowman but they would run into the same problem like in title not being defended um the thing that makes me mad is on commentary they're saying you know Rollins is a fighting champion when was the last time he defended the title <laughs> that's what I want now it's like sometime after SummerSlam a little bit like Raw or so, Raw or two, after SummerSlam, pretty sure it was last Intercontinental title defense, if I'm not mistaken. Same could be said for Roman. Um, of course, he will be defending the title at Crown Jewel uh, if that show still goes forward. There's a lot of uh, political stuff involved in that. Which I will not be getting into. <sighs> so. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Rollins qualified. Uh, you know, I'm fine with kind of victory. Because that still makes McIntyre look fairly strong. And again, you can tell that they're going to be pushing him fairly big. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, count of victory. Still keeps Drew looking strong. You get Rollins in the World Cup. Uh, you put him on the show. I'm sure he'll have some great matches throughout. Uh, again, if they are doing the show. Um, they might move the show, of course, because, again, the whole political side of it. Um, or it might end up being canceled. I don't know. I mean, there's three options that they have right now. It's just a matter of what happens with what and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so then later on, a little bit later on, uh, Ambrose and Ziggler faced off one-on-one and the final Raw qualifier match for the World Cup. Um, Ziggler won. Because, again, interference. Uh, 
Plus, they're not going to have... You knew that they were going to have one person from each stable be in the World Cup of those two matches. So, Rollins and Ziggler are both good workers. Yeah, completely fine with that. Um, then, of course, it started the altercation altercations between Ambrose and Ziggler. Uh, pretty much what they've mainly been going at right now with Ambrose and the whole turn is... The Shield's been coming out to help him, which is pretty much costing him the match. And Ambrose has been getting very mad at that. Uh, he keeps saying, you know, I could have had him. You know, you didn't need to come out, you know, or, like, you know, came out, screwed everything up, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, you know what, yeah. If it's... As long as that's not the main point, like, that's just leading up to the eventual turn, 100% fine with that. You know, it's a good build-up. You know, just keep on teasing and teasing and teasing, getting closer and closer and closer. I would like the main reason to be, um, of course, now, like, Dolph already brought it up. Uh, in a promo, so McIntyre, not so much Strowman, but he's still brought up in a promo. Um, kind of takes away from it a little bit, but I would like the main point when Ambrose does turn. Um, to be you know, I, like he's been covering for the Shield. Uh, they're Roman and Seth are getting. Are the ones getting the opportunities while he's just in the back, being the bodyguard, being the extra help, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, that story can work pretty great for Ambrose. And it really, like, uh, if you look at Ambrose's career, it really does line up um, quite well. So, um, now I'm thinking Ambrose isn't going to be the one to turn. Uh, as much as I would like that to be, but I think there, I think there's a chance that WWE could throw in the curveball and have a Seth turn, maybe even Reigns. Like Reigns is just like you know what, I'm done with this. This ain't too much for me to handle. I'm the Universal Champion. I gotta focus on the title. I'm done, you know, goodbye, you know, that sort of thing. You know, turn it on the shield. Uh, I don't think they would put Roman as a heel. So it would be just kind of like he quits the shield, turns against Seth and Dean, and those two just kind of like fall apart. It's just a matter of which one turns first, if that's the story that they do. Um, or maybe it's Seth, you know, he just gets so aggravated with Dean. Just blows a casket one night. So, I don't know. There's a couple different routes that they can do. It's either going to be Ambrose just turns after weeks and weeks of teasing. Or it's going to be Rollins that turns as a curveball. You know, as a swerve. So, I guess we'll find out. And... 
see, uh, Trish and Alita came out, did promo, uh, and of course, Bliss and James interrupted, wasn't bad, you know, um, I don't know what to say about this, I mean, it's what you would expect, so, I just hope the match is good, that's all I can say, um, Let's see, then Balor Mahal fought. Um, then the return of, oh, geez, one of the Singh brothers, I think it's Sunil. Oh, man, I think that's his name. Yeah, one of the Singh brothers made his return Gender, to Ginger's Corner with Alicia Fox and the other Singh brother. Um... I think Samir was the one that was has been on TV and Sunil was the one that was injured. Um, or I might have just gotten the, their names confused. Like, not really confused, but like mismatched. Uh, anyway, so yeah, then Balor fought Mahal. Pretty sure Balor won. And Bailey, of course, was in his corner. And then Bobby Lashley came out, ruined Balor's celebration, and just started flexing. While Leo Rush is like, look at this man. You know, that sort of thing. Um, that was an awful segment. <laughs> uh, I mean, Mahon Balor wasn't awful, but I mean, the whole Lashley segment that was, like, changed the channel bad, um, changed the channel for an hour or two, um, see, here's the thing, Lashley and Leo Rush are getting heat, but the wrong kind of heat, they're getting the heat where, like, nobody likes them, because they're bad. Like, at this gimmick. Like, Lashley isn't too bad, but he should really be the one on the mic for the heel promos. Uh, his uh, heel run in uh, TNA slash Impact, that was pretty good. And if I'm not mistaken, he was the one on the mic. Here's my main problem with... The current managers in WWE, most of them. Um, most of them are wrestlers themselves, and they have other stuff going on. See, so you got Leo Rush, Lana, I guess formerly Aiden English, uh, and Zelina Vega, right? All four of them are wrestlers. And yet, at the same time, the managers, uh, Drake Maverick, he isn't a wrestler, but he's the general manager of 205 Live. And on Raw, we're supposed to believe he's a heel. On 205 Live, if I'm not mistaken, he is still a face. How does that work? Like, this is... Like, Lana and Zelina Vega, they do fairly good with... 
keeping their characters closely associated. Um, like, you don't see that much of a character change when they're the manager or whether they're wrestling. Um, Drake Maverick just turns this to the other side. Like, oh, I'm on Raw, gotta be heel. You know, manager of the AOP, you know, comes out with those leather jacket and, like, yeah, I got future tag team champions, you know. Um, then on 205 Live, happy to be here, let's make some matches. You know, it's this. And I know that is um, pretty much mocking it right there. But I, that shouldn't be happening. I mean, not the whole mocking thing, but him is going back and forth on the whole heel face thing from show to show. That should not be happening. You know, it should be one character throughout. Leo Rush. Okay, he's fairly, fairly the same character, but there are some differences. Uh... On Raw, he's the hype man, you know. It's the build-up Bobby Lashley. On 205 Live, he's very, very... I guess on Raw, he's also fairly arrogant. But on 205 Live, they just kind of blow it out of proportions even more. Um, from what I've seen, at least. Uh, I don't watch every single episode. Um, if there's a match I would like to see, or if I hear there's a pretty good match, I'll watch the episode then. And this week with the Fatal Five Wipe. Fatal Five Wipe. Man, it's hard to say. Must be pretty tired. Uh, Anyway, so. Yeah, the Fatal Five Wipe in the main event, 205 Live. Watch that to see. Yeah, see the match. Of course, like I said, I'll talk about it later. Um, But yeah. I mean, Leo Rush on Raw, he's the guy. He isn't really so much. He isn't as arrogant. He's more of. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of the word here. He's the. Uh, Oh, man, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, I guess it is still a bit arrogance, but it's not really arrogance of himself. It's arrogance of Bobby Lashley. Like, whenever Lashley just shows off his muscles or does a feat of strength, you got Leo Rush. It's like, yeah, look at that man. Look at those muscles. Look at the big man. You know, that sort of thing. Um, whereas on 205 Live, he's more of like, I'm the man of the hour. You know, um, if I'm not mistaken, he's, well, no, not anymore, because he lost the Fatal Five way. Uh, pretty sure he was undefeated to the last episode of 205 Live. Um, if not, he had a pretty good win-loss record. So, I'm sure he still does. Uh, anyway, so yeah, stuff like that, that... You know, takes away from the managers. Uh, some of them aren't too bad, you know. Um, 
like Maria Canellas, right? Haven't seen her wrestle, fair enough. We haven't seen either one of them on TV for ages now. Um, I know Mike Canellas cropped up in 205 Live last week. So he's down there. And Maria's down there too. Um, but at the same time, you know, fair enough, we haven't seen them on TV up until that point since last year. But when they were on TV, Maria wasn't wrestling. <laughs> she was pretty much strictly a manager. So, I mean, it's stuff like that. Where if they're going to be a manager, make them a full-on manager. I mean, look at Heyman, for crying out loud. He's really... Paul Heyman is a great example of what the modern-day manager should be. Heel or face. You know, uh, he should... The manager, the same age, and this works great. I mean, just watch Heyman. Um, They went... Other managers might not be as good on the mic. But... But... The format still works fairly well. You know, if you're not going to see the star on the show, like the person the manager's trying to build up. Um, okay, let's go back to Lashley. So, Lashley's not going to be appearing on the show. Have Leo Rush go out there, do a promo saying, you know, like, uh, when Bob Lashley gets into this ring, he is going to dominate. You know, um... He's on a fast track to checks and championships, you know. Kind of, I uh, just brought back, like, the old Booker T saying, you know, checks and championships is all, what it's all about. You know, have Leah Rush going out, like, future universal champion Bobby Lash. Just build him up. You know, build him up. Make him seem a little bit more credible. Of course, it's very easy to do with Brock Lesnar. But same can be done for a lot of people to help build them up you know it and it can work great depending on who's doing the promo and who they're trying to build up but it can work really well just wish they would do that a little bit more uh so yeah um and I'm pretty sure there's like a six woman tag match with or just regular tag match. I'm not entirely sure, but Tamina's back, and for some reason she's on Raw. Which last time I checked, she was on SmackDown. Thinking the big show's over on SmackDown now, but. Big Show might be, like, free agent. No, oh, well, no, maybe not. But I guess they were uh, part of the whole superstar shake-up uh, due to injury. Wasn't really announced, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, six-one tag match. To me, it's back then. Of course, they did the whole over-the-top rope thing because of the Women's Battle Royal at Evolution. So, yeah. Uh, 
And then, let's, oh, what else was there? I mean, like, other than the six-man tag match, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, the uh, Elias segment. This was a weird one. Uh, Elias came out, did a normal thing, and Apollo Crews, of all people, came out, beat up Elias. So I guess that's a new feud. But... It's not really a feud people should care about. I mean... Apollo Crews hasn't been seen for months. Or a month at least. I guess months is a bit... Well, maybe two months. Uh, for a while. Let's just say a while at this point. At this point. Um... Well, it's the last time it's uh, Titus Worldwide, which I guess is no longer a thing. So, Cruz comes out, beats up Elias, and it's just like, what? <laughs> you know? Um, so, I guess Paul Cruz is going to be getting a push. Obviously, not a major push. Well, it's going to be kind of big because. Meaning beat up Elias. Hashtag future universal champion. Walk with Elias. Um, oh man, I hope people use that hashtag. Uh, and what does WWE stand for? <laughs> you guys know how it goes. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh. I guess I'll just move on to the final segment of Raw, the six-man tag match. Pretty good match. Uh, as I mentioned quite a bit earlier in the podcast, uh, I thought it was a good match. You know, I had the storytelling. Um, what I don't like, however, is Ambrose and Rollins were getting at it again. But, of course, uh, Dogs of War interfered. And then Six-Man Powerbomb, everything was fine. I don't get that. That shouldn't be the case. Like, just because, like, they were fighting a second ago. And I was like, yeah, we gotta help run with this Powerbomb. Boom, one, two, three. Everything's roses and rainbow, rainbows and roses. You know? <laughs> just... What? (laughs) It's stuff like this. They just basically threw that out. It's like, yeah, we're on good terms again. And then he has Strowman in the ring. uh, Saying to Ziggler, you know, you gotta carry away around here, you know. This was the final straw. Power Slam Ziggler, then big boy McIntyre got back in the ring. Man, what a Claymore. That was one of the best Claymores I've seen Drew do uh, since his NXT return. That was great. And <laughs> I, it looked like that real, like legitimately hurt Strowman. Absolutely great. McIntyre is sort of like just rolls out of the ring, beats up Strowman with. Claymore kick, just one move. Walks up to the apron, and you could just see the stare down between the two. 
I cannot wait till those two have a match. I genuinely really want to see them wrestle. <laughs> uh, I hope the Universal title match becomes the Fatal 4-Way. I really do. <sighs> so, uh, but then Drew will probably take the pin. I would be fine with it. If, like, Lesnar, he's been taken out of the match and, like, put through an announce table, picked him back up, another announce table. Like, okay, that's not enough. Get more tables out. Like, just beat the crap out of Lesnar towards the end of the match. Uh, then, yeah. Uh, Drew, Strowman get back in the ring. Drew hits the Claymore. Turned around into a spear, you know, kind of like the spear by surprise. The spear out of nowhere, you know. <laughs> then one, two, three. I'd be fairly okay with that because you still have Drew just beating the crap out of Strowman with one kick. Like, just to finish him off, you know. Um, I shouldn't really say beat the crap out because it's just one kick. Like, just knock him out, you know. Like, as long as I'm fine with McIntyre taking a pin, as long as they keep making them, they keep building them up, you know. It's where, even though he loses by pinfall, he'll still, like, he gets the pin, he, like, wrecks pretty much everybody else, you know. Fairly, I'm more than okay with that. Uh, as long as he gets his looks, I'm okay with that. Okay, so on to the big show. Not the big show wrestler. I mean, the big show. SmackDown 1000. Oh boy, do I have a lot to talk about. Oh, the show. I, for the most part, enjoyed it. I like how they didn't put too much of an emphasis emphasis. Just ignore that. They didn't put too much attention on the older wrestlers coming back. I mean, there's they put some attention on, but not that much. They still kept it on the main stars, on the current stars, which is kind of like they took what they did wrong with Raw 25 and fixed it for the most part. And I really like that. It, SmackDown 1000 was a little bit more about the wrestling, had some more matches, and like, pretty good matches as well. You know, they kept the storylines going on. Instead of, like, at Raw 25, there was, what, only three matches, then the Legends would interfere somehow for a cheap pop. Not really a cheap pop, but a pop. Um, Mr. Like, Truth TV, I... <laughs> what is that show at this point? Like, at this point, what is that show? I mean... Oh, man. If they don't go too far with it, I'm fine with that. I mean, the crowd seemed to be into it, so... Yeah. Uh, seems to be getting a good crowd reaction. It's producing enjoyable moments. Can't complain too much about that. Uh, then Vince McMahon... Coming down to the ring. And. 
calling for a dance break. Vince has gone full on insane. He really has. Um, but anyway, Shane came back. Shane McMahon. Uh, I guess I'm excited about that because I'm curious to see where they get with him. Uh, see what storyline he gets ejected into. Um, so, yeah. All right. Uh, Stephanie came out. Man, Stephanie, she is really good at drawing heat. Um, her and Shane just have a good yin-yang thing. Makes their promos really enjoyable. And Stephanie, I forget exactly what she said, but she said it to Vince, which was just kind of like, wow. <laughs> um... I can't believe she said that. Like, uh, she made a comment about Vince's age. Um, can't forget can't exactly what she said, but like, I was sitting there going, like, wow, you know, it was a bit surprising. Anyway, uh, so yeah, and with a dance break, on to the next segment. Um, oh, before I go any further, the opening. A video package with all the moments from SmackDown. <laughs> I'm just going to point out one here. Heidenreich and Michael Cole. Why was that in the video package? <laughs> I thought that was a moment WWE was trying to cover up. It's like, nope. <laughs> you know? Just, what the frick? Um, anyway, so yeah, on to... Uh, then I'm pretty sure they had, like, uh, yeah, they had Paige, Tay Long, Vicky Guerrero, and John Laurinaitis had, like, a GM moment, back backstage segment. Yeah, it was quick, you know, fine. Um, yeah, I kind of enjoyed seeing, uh, Teddy come back, uh, you know, Vicky coming back, you know. Uh, then Laurinaitis, I was a bit surprised to see him on there. I know he was a uh, SmackDown GM, but, I mean, as far as, like, memorable SmackDown GMs go, I don't really think of uh, John Laurinaitis, you know. I think Teddy Long. I think Vicky Guerrero. Of course, um, Paige, since she's the current GM. Then, of course, Daniel Bryan, because he was the former of the draft. So, but yeah, I mean, John Lerner and I have, like, the popular GM, SmackDown GMs. He's one of the lesser known one. Like, not lesser known. Least popular, I guess, of the most popular <laughs> or most memorable. So, uh, I know he did some good stuff in that, but I was just a bit surprised. That's all. Um, let's see. Then there was AJ and Daniel Bryan versus the Usos. Where have the Usos been? <laughs> uh, 
glad to see him back on TV for the thousandth episode. The anniversary show for SmackDown. Um, Because they really are one of the best tag teams WWE has going right now. And see them get a win on the show opening match against the WWE champion and the number one contender. I thought that was pretty... I thought that was... uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, uh, It was a good win for the Usos. Uh, And the win made sense because they were an actual tag team up against AJ and Bryan. And the Usos... I forgot how good their super kicks are. Um, Because they haven't been on for a little while. Uh, till past episode of SmackDown. Um, but yeah, they are pretty good super kicks. Um, pinned Daniel Bryan. One of them pinned Daniel Bryan. Oh, the double super kick. Oh, uh, yeah. It says get the win. Kind of for this storyline with uh, AJ and Bryan. Yeah, completely fine with that. Um, see, then there was... I'm just going to get through, like, the memorable parts of it. Uh, the evolution return. I thought this was a good segment. Uh, I thought it was a bit long. But at the same time, it was a good segment. Uh, you know, Triple H started off with saying all this stuff. Uh, I like how they kept Orton heel throughout the promo. Like, throughout the segment, like, he wasn't, like, yeah, happy to be back with Evolution. He he was still a heel, which, absolutely great. Uh, a lot of times with that stuff, you'll see them, like, turn the leaf, sort of. But no, Orton stayed heel. Absolutely great. Good decision there. Um, but, man, I feel bad for Flair at this point. Triple uh, H kept on checking on him. Then Orton, uh, when he insulted Flair, he's just like living through his tires and accomplishments. Flair's just standing there laughing, big smile on his face, just laughing, like, yep. (laughs) You know, after he just insulted him. Uh, you know, he said to Triple H, uh, then of course he got to Batista, Orton going through the what, going through the line. And the Batista said spends more time in a Hollywood dressing room than in the ring these days. Um, which, yeah, nice shot there. You know, Orton dealing out the insults. Um, of course, Flair got on the mic for a little bit. Um, usual stuff. Then Batista, long promo. It was a pretty good promo. Um, for somebody who isn't really known for talking on the mic, uh, is actually more known for not liking doing a promo. Um, but yeah, I'm still pretty good at it. Um, the comment to Flair, it's like, keep it in your pants, buddy. This, sh- this is a family show. <laughs> you know, uh, 
But I was just like, yeah, yeah, you got it, buddy. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Again, I feel bad for Flair. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Batista kind of like complimenting all of them. Orin, Watalon is Pinky, then, then half of the guys. Let's step into the ring. Of course, Triple H accomplished everything in the business except beat Batista. And at that moment, it was just like, oh, snap. Absolutely great. And Orin in the background, absolutely great. Kept the heel. He's like, yeah, fight, fight, fight. You know, he's just standing there laughing like, oh, things are getting good. You know, absolutely great. They have Flair. Like he was going to do anything. Stepping between the two. <laughs> it's just like, oh, Flair's here. Oh, can't punch him. You know, <laughs> instead of like, oh, Flair, he's going to chop the crap out of us. Um, but again, I feel bad for Flair uh, for that. that reason i mean he really shouldn't be in a ring with his uh, current health condition but anyway yeah stepping in between triple h batista setting up the match for those two probably gonna be at wrestlemania i mean no wwe that's gonna be wrestlemania right there or a wrestlemania match but either way really enjoyed that uh want to see where it goes I mean, they already have the foundation for the storyline. Want to see the match, whenever it is. I'm just really excited about that. <laughs> and of course, SmackDown tag titles. Great match, match of the night. Um, the ending segment was pretty good. Uh, nice surprise. I mean, I say surprise, but is it really though? <laughs> you know, with the big show. Um. Of course, Big Show's been a face more recently. Uh, came back as a face because it was his return. So, of course, he's going to get cheered uh, against Randy Orton. And again, Randy Orton pretty much the top heel on SmackDown. It's Hammer the Miz, but I think Orton's more up there than the Miz. Oh, excuse me. So, anyway... Uh, the bar, pretty good match. Uh, you know, the outside being up Kofi because Kofi, pretty sure broke up a pinfall or something like that, prevented the bar from winning the tag titles at that moment. Then they're about to put him through the announce table at Booker T and Jerry Lawler were at. Um, kind of glad that they were on commentary. Anyway, so. Then, of course, um, Big Show comes out. It's like, oh, he's got to save the new day. Nope. Slam, choke slams Kofi through the table. And Sheamus back in the ring at this point. Uh, gearing up for a bro kick. And, yeah, Big E turned around like, no, why did you do that for? You know, Big E turns around like, oh, we have a match. You know, Sheamus with the bro kick. One, two, three. Good ending. Glad the New Day aren't champs anymore. And uh, curious to see where it goes. Curious to see what they do uh, with Big Show now being uh, 
aligned with Sheamus and Cesaro. I hope they're for you, bro, the titles. I really do. Big Show and Cesaro, great team. Big Show and Sheamus. I want to see those tag matches. Um, Big Show and Biggie in the ring. Oh, that, that's got to be good. Uh, I'm not sure if it's been done before or not, but, I mean, come on. Got two powerhouses in the ring there. Um, it, it'd be interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, oh, then early in the night, Miz and Rusev. Final World Cup qualifier match. Miz won with roll up, 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah, it was a roll up, so fine with that. Uh, Rusev beat up Aiden English afterwards for costing him the match. I like that, how they had an uh, angle on commentary. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about his stuff on Raw. Pretty much, yeah, had a air quotes match against the AOP, but in the El Conquistador suit. Real, not to be him, Angle came out, did the Angle slam to Corbin, he was watching the match. Yeah, fine, whatever. Uh, anyway, so, Angle was on guest commentary, I'm glad he was on there. Um, because he was a big part of, uh, SmackDown getting to where it was. Um, I mean, him and Lesnar had that great feud on SmackDown. And, of course, uh, so many great Kurt Angle feuds happened overall on SmackDown. So many great Angle matches, again, happened on SmackDown. Team Angle on SmackDown, you know. Angle's done a lot for SmackDown, so I really hope if he's going to be like a full time or even like semi full time, like he'll appear every week, but he won't wrestle every week. I hope he goes back to SmackDown to finish out his career. I really do. Um, because I think. That's really the brand that helped, like, Attitude Era that helped establish Angle as a main eventer, but SmackDown is where Angle became the Kurt Angle that we know today. Uh, he became, on SmackDown, he was more serious. He was, he saw, like, his funny moments in that, but... Angle was a little bit more legitimized, legitimized, a little bit more serious of a competitor over on SmackDown. So, yeah, I just hope Angle gets back from his career on SmackDown. Um, then, let's see. There's a tag match, big show. Oh, yeah, Nakamura, Rey Mysterio. Pretty good match. Um, I like the uh, sliding uh, body splash that Mysterio did. Uh, Mysterio got the win, qualified for the World Cup. I think that was expected. Pretty good match. That's just leading to Mysterio winning the title, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I say it's title. Um... Which I won't be too opposed to seeing, but because I'm really expecting it at this point, 
because that's the last title he needs to become a Grand Slam champion. So, yeah. Uh, then, oh, what else? Um, something else I was going to mention uh, about that match. I forget. Anyway, The Undertaker. Mm, boy. Apparently he said 12 words. One sentence. In the show closing segment. Of Smackdown 1000. Just why? Okay, apparently it had to be cut due to... uh time reasons because uh, the evolution segment I'm sure went over time um, as long as it was uh, but I mean so the Undertaker was scheduled okay fine show closing okay fine it's the Undertaker um, but just like one sentence maybe two I'm pretty sure it was just one though I mean, that's just crazy. Um, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, if that's all that they were going to do, that should have been more of a show opener promo or like before Nakamura Mysterio. Um, but yeah, that was SmackDown 1000. 205 Live, Tony Nese, big win on that great fatal five way it was chaotic as it should be all, all over the place you know it was great uh definitely recommend going to check it out uh i have to speed things up because a little bit tight on time which don't think i'm gonna be going over but yeah Tony Nice one great match yeah uh apparently brian kendrick is now face as well so yeah kind of curious to see where that goes Anyway, NXT um, started off with the tag title match. That was a great match. Uh, Bobby Fish came back. Really excited about that. Um, There's actually two returns on NXT. Uh, Bobby Fish, big one, causing the DQ in the match. Uh, War Raiders are going to be the ones to beat Undisputed Era for the tag titles. I mean, you just know that. Um, and I think after they lose the titles, that's when they're going to be called up to most likely Raw. Maybe SmackDown, but most likely Raw. And I'm sure SmackDown will get a call up or two. Anyway, uh, so yeah, great match. Absolutely fantastic. And then there was... Um, Shane Baszler had a match against uh, Britt Baker, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Baszler won due to stoppage. You know, again, just making Baszler like that legit fighter. Making her more of a heel. Thumbs up for me. So it was quick, as I think would have been expected, because um, it's Baszler. So that. Oni Lorca and Danny Birch had a tag match against two newcomers, I guess. Well, not really. Tian Bing, I'm pretty sure. I know Bing is how you pronounce the last one. But 
last second name, um, last name, whatever. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce his first name though. Anyway, uh, Burton Lorcan, pretty good tag match. Of course, they won. I mean, it was definitely the weakest match on the show. Um, I mean, it wasn't that good uh, NXT standards, but I mean, as far as like, if it would have been on Raw or SmackDown, I think I would have said, yeah, yeah, well, it wasn't great. It was still a fairly good match. Yeah, it's still fairly good. Um, uh, anyway, so there's that. And, oh, what's the other thing? Uh, I guess uh, Tian Bang got released from NXT, so I guess him and Rocky aren't going to be a team, uh, team anymore. Um, let's see, then there was Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross. Match ended when the lights went out uh, beforehand. They were absolutely killing it. Uh, I see why that was the main event because of Alistair Black coming back at the end. You know, makes sense. Have that be the final segment of the show. Uh, I think if they weren't going to have that, then tag titles definitely should have main evented. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. I hope they continue the rivalry because they can put on some pretty good matches. And anyway, Alice Black came back. Uh, Nikki Cross told Alice Black who it was. Uh, so lights went out and all that stuff. Uh, of course, she only whispered it to him. And Alice Black just got so mad. Like, visibly angry. He was just shaking. Stood up. Just really mad. Uh, of course, that has been revealed online. A couple different places uh, revealing who Alswax Attacker was. I did not look it up because did not want to see the spoiler. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I have a few guesses right off the bat. But, you know. I guess I'll see if I'm right or not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's been the... Oh, wait. Never mind. About that. Because I forgot the wrestling fun fact. Ba-ba-da. Let's see what it is for today. Um, I just got it. And hold on. Got the amateur wrestling when I looked it up. Okay, that's pretty well known what I'm looking for. I'm trying to find a fun fact that 
isn't so well known. Um, yeah, of course I'm looking up. I know a few, but I'm trying to look it up to see, like, to make sure it's accurate, you know. Um, okay, that's not really working out. It's just a bunch of logos. So let's see here. Got it. Okay. All right, so they answer YouTube video. Ah, this didn't really annoy me. Okay, so here it is. Finally found one. Uh, from 2005 to 2010, the last two superstars of the Royal Rumble match uh, have involved in those two leading to a WrestleMania match. So there you go. Yeah. Um, oh, wait a minute. Because I just realized. Because 2005. Like, okay, 2006, Orton and Mysterio. That would. Yeah, they had that triple threat. 2007, Taker and Michaels. They fought, but Cena and Batista, they didn't fight each other. So that's why I was just like, wait a minute. So, yeah, that was wrong. Um. Oh, here we go. So, Seth Rollins is the only person in history to have won the FCW, the NXT, and the WWE championships. Well, WWE World Heavyweight. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty impressive, actually. Uh, you can tell WWE has... Uh, some very has put a lot of faith into Seth Rollins. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, sorry it took so long to find a fun fact, and I hope uh, this doesn't cause too many. Um, like uh, I hope like changing the format. I don't want to anger too many people. Um, 
So, anyway, thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you for the next episode. Alrighty, so... Let's get straight into it. Got Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I'm not going to be covering NXT UK just yet. Um, mainly because I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. So... Um, just expect that to become a regular part. I'll like, probably add it into the loop. Um, and every once in a while, uh, I'll talk about 205 Live. Uh, if I think there's something noticeable on there, like great match or, um, like a title match, something like that, then I'll mention 205 Live. But it'll just be kind of like in and out. Uh, don't expect it to be weekly. Okay, now we got all that stuff out of the way. Let's get right into Raw. Um, this was an odd episode. Um, so we have the friction between Ambrose and Rollins uh, really starting to show now. Um, Ambrose at one point in the show tried to hit Dirty Deeds, Rollins got out of it, uh, and then there's a showdown between the two, Reigns came out, and then, of course, Corbin came out, and said, you know what, you're going to be competing against Strowman, Ziggler, McIntyre, yet again, six-man tag match, which I will be talking about a little bit later, um, they're just really dragging this out. Uh, you know, I'm fine with them doing the storylines that they're doing, but change up the matches for crying out loud. I mean, they have done the same match three shows in a row in like the Raw main event. Just been a regular six man tag match. I mean, they haven't been bad matches. At least the one Super Showdown was okay. Past two on Raw have been fairly good, uh, because they've been adding a little bit more storytelling, which definitely adds something to those matches, um, but anyway, uh, Rollins and McIntyre fought, I think the first match on the show, pretty sure, (laughs) and, um, Rollins won by a count out. They just barely got back in the ring after Ambrose Ziggler came out, interfered in the match. So, uh, Rollins won. I'm fine with Rollins winning. Uh, it was a World Cup, World Cup uh, qualifier match. So, okay, you know, Rollins very talented in the ring. I can see why they want to have him in the tournament. Um... I do have a problem with the main thing. I have one main problem with this. Uh, with Rollins being the uh, Intercontinental Champion. That title's probably not going to be defended on the show again. Like on a major show yet again. Unless the title changes on Raw. To say Lashley or somebody like that, somebody that's trying to build up, maybe Elias. Uh, actually, I think it's gonna be a heel, you know, because I'm sure they're gonna have 
it, it's going to be on Raw, so it's probably going to be face heel. So, yeah, Lashley Elias, two options. Um, they could do Strowman, but they would run into the same problem, like in title not being defended. Um, the thing that makes me mad is on commentary they're saying, you know, Rollins is a fighting champion. When was the last time he defended the title? <laughs> That's what I want to know. It's like sometime after SummerSlam a little bit. Like the Raw or so, Raw or two. After SummerSlam, pretty sure it was the last Intercontinental title defense, if I'm not mistaken. Same could be said for Roman. Um, of course, he will be defending the title at Crown Jewel uh, if that show still goes forward. There's a lot of uh, political stuff involved in that, which I will not be getting into. So, anyway, uh, so yeah, Rollins qualified. Uh, you know, I'm fine with Canada victory because that still makes McIntyre look fairly strong. And, again, you can tell that they're going to be pushing him fairly big. Uh, so, yeah, Canada victory still keeps Drew looking strong. You get Rollins in the World Cup. Uh, you put him on the show. I'm sure he'll have some great matches throughout, uh, again, if they are doing the show, um, they might move the show, of course, because, again, the whole political side of it, um, or might end up being canceled, I don't know, I mean, there's three options that they have right now, it's just a matter of what happens with what, and yada, 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 anyway, so then later on, a little bit later on, uh, Ambrose and Ziggler faced off one one and the final Raw qualifier match for the World Cup. Um, Ziggler won because, again, interference. Plus, they're not going to have... You knew that they were going to have one person from each stable be in the World Cup of those two matches. So, Rollins and Ziggler both good workers, yeah, completely fine with that, um, then, of course, it started the altercation, altercations between Ambrose and Ziggler, uh, pretty much what they've mainly been going at right now with Ambrose and the whole turn is the Shield's been coming out to help him, which is pretty much costing him the match, and Ambrose has been getting very mad at that. I uh, keep saying, you know, I could have had him. You know, you didn't need to come out, you know, or, like, you know, came out, screwed everything up, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, yeah. If it's, as long as that's not the main point, like, that's just leading up to the eventual turn, 100% fine with that. You know, it's a good build up. You know, just keep on teasing and teasing and teasing, getting closer and closer and closer. 
I would like the main reason to be, um, of course, now, like, Dolph already brought it up in a promo, so McIntyre, not so much Strowman, but he still brought it up in a promo, um, kind of takes away from it a little bit, but I would like the main point when Ambrose does turn, um, to be, you know, like, he's been covering for the Shield. Uh, they're, Roman and Seth are, getting, are the ones getting the opportunities while he's just in the back. Being the bodyguard, being the extra help, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, that story can work pretty great for Ambrose. And it really, like, uh, if you look at Ambrose's career, it really does line up um, quite well. So, um... Now I'm thinking Ambrose isn't going to be the one to turn. Uh, as much as I would like that to be. But I think there I think there's a chance that WWE could throw in the curveball and have uh, Seth turn. Maybe even Reigns. Like Reigns is just like, you know what, I'm done with this. This ain't too much for me to handle. I'm the universal champion. I got to focus on the title. I'm done. You know, goodbye. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, turning on the shield. Uh, I don't think they would put Roman as a heel. So it would be just kind of like he quits the shield, turns against Seth and Dean. And those two just kind of like fall apart. It's just a matter of which one turns first. If that's the story that they do. Um,. Or maybe it's Seth, you know, he just gets so aggravated with Dean. Just blows a casket one night. So, I don't know. There's a couple different routes that they can do. It's either going to be Ambrose just turns after weeks and weeks of teasing. Or it's going to be Rollins that turns as a curveball, you know, as a swerve. So, um... I guess we'll find out. And see, uh, Trish and Lita came out, did a promo. Uh, and of course, Bliss and James interrupted. Wasn't bad, you know. Um, I don't know what to say about this. I mean, it's what you would expect. So. I just hope the match is good. That's all I can say. Um, let's see, then. Balor Mahal fought. Um, then the return of... Oh, jeez. One of the Singh brothers. I think it's Sunil. Oh, man. I think that's his name. Yeah, one of the Singh brothers made his return. Gender, to Jinder's Corner with... Alicia Fox and the other Singh brother. Um, I think Samir was the one that was has been on TV, and Sunil was the one that was injured. Um, or I might have just gotten the their names confused, like not really confused, but like mixed matched. Uh, 
Anyway, so yeah, then Balor fought Mahal. Pretty sure Balor won. And Bailey, of course, was in his corner. And then Bobby Lashley came out. Ruined Balor's celebration. And just started flexing. While Leo Rush is like, look at this man. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um... That was an awful segment. <laughs> uh, I mean, Mahon Balor wasn't awful, but I mean, the whole Ashley segment that was like changed the channel bad. Um, changed the channel for an hour or two. Um, see, here's the thing Lashley and Leah Rush are getting heat. But the wrong kind of heat. They're getting the heat where like nobody likes them because they're bad. Like at this gimmick. Like Lashley isn't too bad, but he should really be the one on the mic for the heel promos. Uh his uh heel run in uh TNA slash impact, that was pretty good. And if I'm not mistaken, he was the one on the mic. Here's my main problem with the current managers in WWE, most of them. Um, most of them are wrestlers themselves, and they have other stuff going on. So you got Leo Rush, Lana, I guess formerly Aiden English, uh, and Zelina Vega, right? All four of them. Or wrestlers. And yet, at the same time, the managers, uh, Drake Maverick, he isn't a wrestler, but he's the general manager of 205 Live. And on Raw, we're supposed to believe he's a heel. On 205 Live, if I'm not mistaken, he is still a face. How does that work? Like, this is... Like, Lana... And Zelina Vega, they do fairly good with keeping their characters closely associated. Um, like, you don't see that much of a character change when they're the manager or whether they're wrestling. Um, Drake Maverick just turns to the other side. Like, oh, I'm on Raw, gotta be heel. You know, manager of the AOP, you know, comes out with those leather jacket and like, yeah, I got future tag team champions, you know. Um, then on 205 Live, happy to be here. Let's make some matches. You know, it's just, and I know that is um, pretty much mocking it right there. But I, that shouldn't be happening. I mean, not the whole mocking thing, but him is going back and forth on the whole heel face thing from show to show. That should not be happening. You know, it should be one character throughout. Leo Rush. Okay, he's fairly, fairly the same character, but there are some differences. Uh... 
on Raw, he's the hype man, you know? It's the build-up Bobby Lashley. On 205 Live, he's very, very... I guess on Raw, he's also fairly arrogant. But on 205 Live, they just kind of blow it out of proportions even more. Um, from what I've seen, at least. Uh, I don't watch every single episode. Um, if there's a match I would like to see, or if I hear there's a pretty good match, I'll watch the episode then. And this week with the Fatal Five Wipe. Fatal Five Wipe. Man, it's hard to say. I must be pretty tired. Uh, anyway, so. Yeah, the Fatal Five Way in the main event, 205 Live. Uh, watch that to see. You know, uh, see the match. Of course, like I said, I'll talk about it later. Um, but yeah. I mean, Leo Rush on Raw, he's the guy. He isn't really so much, he isn't as arrogant. He's more of, oh, man, I'm trying to think of the word here. He's the, uh. Oh, man, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, I guess it is still a bit arrogance, but it's not really arrogance of himself. It's arrogance of Bobby Lashley. Like, and every Lashley just shows off his muscles or does a feat of strength. You got Leo Rush. It's like, yeah, look at that man. Look at those muscles. Look at the big man. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, whereas on 205 Live, he's more of like, I'm the man of the hour. You know, um, if I'm not mistaken, he's, well, no, not anymore, because he lost the Fatal Five way. Uh, pretty sure he was undefeated to the last episode of 205 Live. Um, if not, he had a pretty good win-loss record. So, I'm sure he still does. Uh, anyway, so yeah, stuff like that, that... You know, takes away from the managers. Uh, some of them aren't too bad. You know, um, like Maria Canellas, right? Haven't seen her wrestle, fair enough. We haven't seen either one of them on TV for ages now. Um, I know Mike Canellas cropped up in 205 Live last week. So he's down there, and Maria's down there too. Um, but at the same time, you know, fair enough, we haven't seen them on TV up until that point since last year. But when they were on TV, Maria wasn't wrestling. <laughs> she was pretty much strictly a manager. So, I mean, it's stuff like that where... If they're going to be a manager, make them a full-on manager. I mean, look at Heyman, for crying out loud. He's really... Paul Heyman is a great example of what the modern-day manager should be. Heel or face. You know, uh, he should... The manager, the same age, and this works great. I mean, just watch Heyman. Um, they went... Other managers might not be as good on the mic, but, but, 
the format still works fairly well. You know, if you're not going to see the star on the show, like the person the manager's trying to build up. Um, okay, let's go back to Lashley. So Lashley's not going to be appearing on the show. Have Leo Rush go out there, do a promo saying, you know, like, uh, Bob Lashley gets into this ring, he is going to dominate. You know, um, <coughs> he's on a fast track to checks and championships. You know, kind of. I uh, just brought back like the old Booker T saying, you know, checks and championships is all what's all about. You know, we are rush going out like future Universal Champion Bob Lashley. Just build him up. You know, build him up, make him seem a little bit more credible. Of course, it's very easy to do with Brock Lesnar. But the same can be done for a lot of people to help build them up. You know? It, and it can work great, depending on who's doing the promo and who they're trying to build up. But it can work really well. Just wish they would do that a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah. Um... And I'm pretty sure there's like a six woman tag match with or just regular tag match. I tell you sure, but Tamina's back and for some reason she's on Raw. Which last time I checked she was on SmackDown. Thinking the big show's over on SmackDown now. But Big Show might be, like, free agent. No, well, no, maybe not. But I guess they were uh, part of the whole superstar shakeup uh, due to injury. Wasn't really announced, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, six-woman tag match. To me, it's back then. Of course, they did the whole over-the-top rope thing because of the Women's Battle Royal at Evolution. So, yeah. Uh, then, let's, oh, what else was there? I mean, like, other than the six-man tag match, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, the uh, live segment. This was a weird one. Uh, Elias came out, did a normal thing, and Apollo Crews, of all people, came out, beat up Elias. So I guess that's a new feud. But, it's not really a feud people should care about. I mean, Apollo Crews hasn't been seen for months. Or a month at least. I guess months is a bit... Well, maybe two months. Uh, for a while. Let's just say a while at this point. At this point. Um, well, it's the last time it's uh, Taylor's Worldwide. Which I guess is no longer a thing. So, Cruz comes out. Beats up Elias. And... It's just like, what? <laughs> you know? Um, so I guess Paula Cruz is going to be getting a push 
obviously not a major push. Well, it's going to be kind of big because me and he beat up Elias. Hashtag future universal champion. Walk with Elias. Um, oh, man. I hope people use that hashtag. Uh, and what does WWE stand for? <laughs> you guys know how it goes. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just move on to the final segment <laughs> of Raw. The six-man tag match. Pretty good match. Uh, as I mentioned quite a bit earlier in the podcast. Uh, I thought it was a good match. You know, had the storytelling. Um, what I don't like, however, is Ambrose and Rollins were getting at it again. But, of course, uh, Dogs of War interfered. And then Six-Man Powerbomb, everything was fine. I don't get that. That shouldn't be the case. Like, just because, like, they were fighting a second ago. And I was like, yeah, we got to help run with this powerbomb. Boom, one, two, three. Everything's roses and rainbow, rainbows and roses. You know? <laughs> just, what? <laughs> it, it's stuff like this. They just basically threw that out. It's like, yeah, we're on good terms again. And then he has Strowman in the ring. Uh, saying to Ziggler, you know, you gotta carry away around here, you know. But that, this was the final straw. Power slam Ziggler, then big boy McIntyre got back in the ring. Man, what a Claymore. That was one of the best Claymores I've seen Drew do uh, since his NXT return. That was great. And... <laughs> I it looked like that real like legitimately hurt Strowman. Absolutely great. McIntyre is sort of like just rolls out of the ring. Beats up Strowman with a claymore kick, just one move. Walks up to the apron and you could just see the stare down between the two. I cannot wait till those two have a match. I genuinely really want to see them wrestle. <laughs> uh, I hope the Universal title match becomes a fatal four-way. I really do. <sighs> so, uh, but then Drew will probably take the pin. I would be fine with it. If, like, Lesnar, he's been taken out of the match, and I like, put through an announce table, picked him back up, another announce table... Like, okay, that's not enough. Get more tables out. Like, just beat the crap out of Lesnar towards the end of the match. Uh, then, yeah. Uh, Drew, Strowman get back in the ring. Drew hits the Claymore. Turned around into a spear. You know, kind of like a spear by surprise. The spear out of nowhere, you know. <laughs> then one, two, three. I'd be fairly okay with that because you still have Drew... Just beating the crap out of Strowman with one kick. Like, just to finish him off, you know. Um, I shouldn't really say beat the crap out because it's just one kick. Like, just knock him out, you know. Like, 
as long as I'm fine with McIntyre taking a pin as long as they keep making them, they keep building them up, you know. It's where, even though he loses by pinfall, he'll still, like, he gets the pin, he, like, wrecks pretty much everybody else, you know. Fairly, I'm more than okay with that. Uh, as long as he gets his looks in, I'm okay with that. Okay, so on to the big show. Not the big show wrestler. I mean, the big show. SmackDown 1000. Oh, boy, do I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> oh, the show. I, for the most part, enjoyed it. I like how they didn't put too much of an emphasis. emphasis. Just ignore that. They didn't put too much attention on the older wrestlers coming back. I mean, there's they put some attention on, but not that much. They still kept it on the main stars, on the current stars, which is kind of like they took what they did wrong with Raw 25 and fixed it for the most part. And I really like that. It, SmackDown 1000 was a little bit more about the wrestling, had some more matches, and like pretty good matches as well. You know, they kept the storylines going on. Instead of, like, a Raw 25, there was, what, only three matches, then the Legends would interfere somehow for a cheap pop. Not really a cheap pop, but a pop. Um, Mr. Like, Truth TV, I... <laughs> what is that show at this point? Like, at this point, what is that show? I mean... Oh, man. If they don't go too far with it, I'm fine with that. I mean, the crowd seemed to be into it, so... Yeah. Uh, seems to be getting a good crowd reaction. It's producing enjoyable moments. Can't complain too much about that. Uh, then Vince McMahon coming down to the ring... And calling for a dance break. Vince has gone full on insane. He really has. Um, but anyway, Shane came back. Shane McMahon. Uh. I guess I'm excited about that because I'm curious to see where they get with him. Uh, see what storyline he gets ejected into. Um, so, yeah. Alright. Uh, Stephanie came out. Man, Stephanie, she is really good at drawing heat. Um... Her and Shane just have a good yin-yang thing. Makes the promos really enjoyable. And Stephanie, I forget exactly what she said, but she said it to Vince, which was just kind of like, wow. <laughs> um, I can't believe she said that. Like uh, She made a comment about Vince's age. Um, can't forget can't exactly what she said, but... 
like, I was sitting there going, like, wow, you know, it was a bit surprising, anyway, uh, so, yeah, and with a dance break, on to the next segment, um, oh, before I go any further, the opening, uh, video package with all the moments from SmackDown, <laughs> I'm just gonna point out one here, Heidenreich and Michael Cole, why was that in the video package? I thought that was a moment WWE was trying to cover up. It's like, nope, <laughs> you know, just what the frick? Um. Anyway, so yeah, on to. Uh, then I'm pretty sure they had like. Uh, yeah, they had Paige. Tay Long, Vicky Guerrero, and John Laurinaitis had like a GM moment back backstage segment. Yeah, it was quick. You know, fine. Um. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed seeing uh, Teddy come back. Uh. You know, Vicky coming back. You know, uh, then Laurinaitis. I was a bit surprised to see him on there. I know he was. Uh, SmackDown GM, but, I mean, as far as, like, memorable SmackDown GMs go, I don't really think of, uh, John Laurinaitis, you know? I think Teddy Long. I think Vicky Guerrero. Of course, um, Paige, since she's the current. GM, then of course Daniel Bryan because he was the former of the draft. So, but yeah, I mean, John Lerner and I said like the popular GM, SmackDown GMs. He's one of the lesser known one. I think mean, not lesser known, least popular, I guess, of the most popular <laughs> or most memorable. So, uh, I know he did some good stuff in that, but I was just a bit surprised. So, um, let's see. Then there was AJ and Daniel Bryan versus the Usos. Where have the Usos been? <laughs> uh, glad to see him back on TV for the thousandth, thousandth episode, the anniversary show for SmackDown. Um, because they really are one of the best tag teams WWE has going right now. And see them get a win on the show opening match against the WWE champion and the number one contender. I thought that was pretty... I thought that was... Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the word. Like... Uh, It was a good win for the Usos. Uh, and the win made sense because they were an actual tag team up against AJ and Brian. And the Usos, I forgot how good their super kicks are. Because um, they haven't been on for a little while until uh, past episode of SmackDown. Um, but yeah, they are pretty good super kicks. Um, pinned Daniel Bryan. One of them pinned Daniel Bryan. Oh, the double super kick. 
uh, yeah, it says get the win. Kind of for this storyline with uh, AJ and Brian. Yeah, completely fine with that. Um, see, then there was. I'm just gonna get through like the memorable parts of it. Uh, the evolution return. I thought this was a good segment. Uh, I thought it was a bit long, but at the same time, it was a good segment. Uh, you know, Triple H started off saying all this stuff. Uh, I like how they kept Orton heel throughout the promo, like, throughout the segment. Like, he wasn't, like, yeah, happy to be back with Evolution. He he was still a heel, which, absolutely great. Uh, a lot of times with that stuff, you'll see them, like, turn the leaf, sort of. But now Orton said heel. Absolutely great. Good decision there. Um... But man, I feel bad for Flair at this point. Triple uh, H kept on checking on him. Then Orton, uh, ins- when he insulted Flair, he's just like living through his daughter's accomplishments. Flair's just st- standing there laughing. Big smile on his face, just laughing like, yep. <laughs> you know, after he just insulted him. Uh you know, I said to Triple H. Uh, then, of course, he got to Batista, Orton, going through the what, going through the line, and Batista he said spends more time in a Hollywood dressing room than in the ring these days. Um, which yeah, nice shot there. You know, Orton dealing out the insults. Um, of course, Flair got on the mic for a little bit. Um, Usual stuff. Then Batista, long promo. It was a pretty good promo. Um, for somebody who isn't really known for talking on the mic, uh, is actually more known for not liking doing a promo. Um, but yeah, I was still pretty good at it. Um, the comment to Flair, it's like, keep it in your pants, buddy. This, sh- this is a family show. <laughs> you know, uh, but he's just like, yeah, yeah, you got it, buddy. <laughs> you know? Uh, oh, man. Again, I feel bad for Flair. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Batista kind of like complimenting all of them. Warren, more talent is Pinky than, most, than half of the guys. Let's step into the ring. Of course, Triple H accomplished everything in the business except beat Batista. And at that moment, it was just like, oh, snap. Absolutely great. And Orton in the background, absolutely great. Kept the heel. He's like, yeah, fight, fight, fight. You know, he's just standing there laughing like, oh, things are getting good. You know, absolutely great. They have Flair. Like he was going to do anything. Stepping between the two. (laughs) It's just like, oh, Flair's here. Oh, can't punch him. You know, instead of like, oh, Flair, he's going to chop the crap out of us. Um, Again, I feel bad for Flair uh, for that. For that reason, I mean, he really shouldn't be in a ring with his uh, current health condition. 
But anyway, yeah, stepping in between Triple H Batista setting up the match for those two, probably going to be a WrestleMania. I mean, knowing WWE, that's going to be WrestleMania right there, or a WrestleMania match. But either way, really enjoyed that. Uh, Want to see where it goes. I mean, they already have the foundation for the storyline. Want to see the match. Whenever it is. I'm just really excited about that. <laughs> and of course SmackDown Tag Titles. Great match. Match of the night. Um, the ending segment was pretty good. Uh, nice surprise. I mean I say surprise. But is it really though? <laughs> you know. With the big show. Um, of course Big Show has been a face. More recently. Uh, came back as a face because it was his return. So, of course, he's going to get cheered against Randy Orton. And again, Randy Orton, pretty much the top heel on SmackDown. It's Hammer of the Miz, but I think Orton's more up there than the Miz. Oh, excuse me. So, anyway. Uh, the bar... Pretty good match. Uh, you know, on the outside being up Kofi because Kofi, pretty sure, broke up a pinfall or something like that. Prevented the bar from winning the tag titles at that moment. Then they're about to put him through the announce table at Booker T and Jerry Lawler were at. Um, kind of glad that they were on commentary. Anyway, so then, of course. Um, Big Show comes out. It's like, oh, he's got to save the new day. Nope. Slam, choke slams Kofi through the table. And Sheamus back in the ring at this point. Uh, gearing up for a bro kick. And yeah, Big E turned around like, no, why did you do that for? You know, Big E turns around like, oh, we have a match. You know, Sheamus with the bro kick. One, two, three. Good ending. Glad the new day aren't champs anymore. And uh, curious to see where it goes. Curious to see what they do uh, with Big Show now being uh, aligned with Sheamus and Cesaro. I hope they're free for the titles. I really do. Big Show and Cesaro, great team. Big Show and Sheamus. I want to see those tag matches. Um, Big Show and Biggie in the ring. Oh, that, that's got to be good. Uh, I'm not sure if it's been done before or not, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> got two powerhouses in the ring there. Um, it, it'd be interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, oh, then early in the night, Miz and Rusev. Final World Cup qualifier match. Miz won with Rolla, 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah, it was a roll-up, so fine with that. Uh, Rusev beat up Aiden English afterwards for costing him the match. I like that how they had an angle on commentary. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about his stuff on Raw. Pretty much, he had an air quotes match against the AOP, but in the El Conquistador suit. Real not to be him angle came out. 
did the angle slam to uh, Corbin. He was watching the match. You know, yeah, fine, whatever. Uh, anyway, so angle was on guest commentary. I'm glad he was on there. Um, because he was a big part of uh, SmackDown getting to where it was. Um, I mean, him and Lesnar had that great feud on SmackDown. And, of course, uh, so many great Kurt Angle feuds happened overall on SmackDown. So many great Angle matches, again, happened on SmackDown. Team Angle on SmackDown, you know. Angle's done a lot for SmackDown, so I really hope if he's going to be like a full time or even like semi full time, like he'll appear every week, but he won't wrestle every week. I hope he goes back to SmackDown to finish out his career. I really do. Um, because I think. That's really the brand that helped. Like, Attitude Era, that helped establish Angle as a main eventer. But SmackDown is where Angle became the Kurt Angle that we know today. Uh, he became, on SmackDown, he was more serious. He was, he saw, like, his funny moments in that. But... Angle was a little bit more legitimized, legitimized, a little bit more serious of a competitor over on SmackDown. So, yeah, I just hope Angle goes back, finish his career on SmackDown. Um, then, let's see. There's a tag match, big show. Oh yeah, Nakamura Rey Mysterio, pretty good match. Um, I like the uh, sliding uh, body splash that Mysterio did. Uh, Mysterio got the win, qualified for the World Cup. I think that was expected. Pretty good match. That's just leading to Mysterio winning the title, isn't it? <laughs> you know, I say it's title. Um. Which I wouldn't be too opposed to seeing, but because I'm really expecting it at this point, because that's the last time he needs to become a Grand Slam champion. So, yeah. Uh, then, oh, what else? Um, something else I was going to mention uh, about that match. I forget. Anyway, The Undertaker. Mm, boy. Apparently he said 12 words, one sentence. In the show closing segment of SmackDown 1000. Just why? Okay, apparently it had to be cut due to... Uh, Time reasons, uh, because the evolution segment, I'm sure, went over time. Um, as long as it was, uh, but I mean, so the Undertaker was scheduled, okay, fine, show closing, okay, fine, it's the Undertaker, um, but just like one 
sentence, maybe two. I'm pretty sure it was just one, though. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, it's just crazy. Um, yeah, if that's all that they were going to do, that should have been more of the show opener promo or like before Nakamura Mysterio. Um, but yeah, that was SmackDown 1000. 205 Live, Tony Nese, big win on that great Fatal 5 way. It was chaotic as it should be all over the place. You know, it was great. Uh, definitely recommend going to check it out. Uh, I have to speed things up because a little bit tight on time. Which, don't think I'm going to be going over. But yeah, Tony Nese won. Great match. Yeah, uh, apparently Brian Kendrick is now face as well. So, yeah, kind of curious to see where that goes. Anyway, NXT. Um, started off with the tag title match. That was a great match. Uh, Bobby Fish came back. Really excited about that. Um, there's actually two returns on NXT. Uh, Bobby Fish, big one, causing the DQ in the match. Uh, War Raiders are going to be the ones to beat Undisputed Era for the tag titles. I mean, you just know that. Um, then I think after they lose the titles, that's when they're going to be called up to most likely Raw. Maybe SmackDown, but most likely Raw. I'm sure SmackDown will get a call up or two. Anyway, uh, so yeah, great match. Absolutely fantastic. Then there was um, Shane Baszler had a match against uh, Britt Baker, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Baszler won due to stoppage. You know, again, just making Baszler like that legit fighter. Making her more of a heel. Thumbs up for me. So, it was quick. As I think would have been expected. Because um, it's Baszler. So, that Oni Lorca and Danny Birch had a tag match against two newcomers, I guess. Well, not really. Tian Bing, I'm pretty sure. I know Bing is how you pronounce the last one. But, last, the second name. Um, last name. Whatever. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce his first name, though. Anyway, uh, Birch and Lorcan, pretty good tag match. Of course, they won. I mean, it was definitely the weakest match on the show. Um, I mean, it wasn't that good uh, NXT standards, but, I mean, as far as, like, if it would have been on Raw or SmackDown, I think I would have said, yeah, yeah, well, it wasn't great. It was still a fairly good match. Yeah, still fairly good. Um, uh, anyway. So there's that. And, oh, what's the other thing? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess uh, Tian Bing got released from NXT, so I guess him and Rocky aren't going to be a te- uh, team anymore. Um... See, then there was Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross. Match ended when the lights went out. 
uh, beforehand, they were absolutely killing it. Uh, I see why that was the main event because of Alistair Black coming back at the end. You know, makes sense. Have that be the final segment of the show. Uh, I think if they weren't going to have that, then tag titles definitely should have main evented. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. I hope they continue the rivalry because they can put on some pretty good matches. And anyway, Alice Black came back. Uh, Nikki Cross told Alice Black who it was. Uh, the lights went out and all that stuff. Uh, of course, she only whispered it to him. And Alice Black just got so mad. Like, visibly angry. He was just shaking. Stood up. Just really mad. Uh, of course, that has been revealed online. A couple different places uh, revealing who Alice Black's attacker was. I did not look it up because did not want to see the spoiler. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I have a few guesses right off the bat. But, you know. I guess I'll see if I'm right or not. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, spend the point. Oh, never mind. About that. Because I forgot the wrestling fun fact. Ba-ba-da. Let's see what it is for today. Um, I just got it. And... At the amateur wrestling when I looked it up. And where is it? Okay, that's pretty well. Now what I'm looking for. Trying to find a fun fact that isn't so well known. Um yeah, of course, I'm looking up. I know a few, but I'm trying to look it up to see, like, to make sure it's accurate, you know. Um, okay, that's not really working out. It's just a bunch of logos. So, let's see here. So, dang, it's a YouTube video. Ah, this is really annoying me. 
Okay, so here it is. Finally found one. Uh, from 2005 to 2010, the last two superstars of the Royal Rumble match uh, have involved in those two leading to a WrestleMania match. So there you go. We got... Um, oh, wait a minute. Because I just realized. Because 2005. Like, okay, 2006, Orton and Mysterio. That would. Yeah, they had that triple threat. 2007, Taker and Michaels. They fought, but Cena and Batista, they didn't fight each other. So that's why I was just like, wait a minute. So, yeah, that was wrong. Um. Oh, here we go. So, Seth Rollins is the only person in history to have won the FCW, the NXT, and the WWE championships. Well, WWE World Heavyweight. Um. So yeah, that's pretty impressive, actually. Uh, you can tell WWE has. Uh, some very has put a lot of faith into Seth Rollins. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, sorry it took so long to find a fun fact, and I hope uh, this doesn't cause too many. Um, like uh, I hope like changing the format. I don't want to anger too many people. Um, so. Anyway, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you for the next episode.